0: Persons you're listening to No Names All
1: Game. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of No Names All Game. Today is Tuesday, November 9th, and your Nittany Lions are 6-3. and three. We're going bowling, which doesn't seem like something that we should celebrate, but after an 0-5 start last year, after some ugly losses this year, we're going to celebrate it. We are bowl eligible after a 31-14 victory over Maryland. My name is Chris Ankin, joined as always by my co-host, Pat Colicchio, Pat Pretty good win.
0: How you feel? Yeah, I mean, listen, I was happy about the win. I loved the way it ended. I got real nervous there in the middle. Uh, and man, I man, uh, I was ready to have a conversation about, like, the state of James Franklin's job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was getting really worried. But, thank God, you know, we pulled this one out. Uh, did what we have not done in five, four or five weeks and won a yeah. football game.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it wasn't pretty to start. It, it felt very Illinois-esque going into halftime. Um, the fact that we ended up go, you know, taking time off the clock and kneeling at it and going into halftime, not trying to score, was was a questionable, questionable decision. Uh, it, it felt, it felt very similar. Where at halftime, I wasn't worried, but because of Illinois, I was a little worried. So. We get the 31-14 victory. Some late scores make it look a little bit more wide than it was. But at the end of the day, it snaps a three-game losing streak. We are back on track. The momentum is there. And there's kind of a little path happening right now for a nice postseason bowl outlook. Um, The the hot topic on Twitter these days is if we win out, that would give Michigan and Michigan State both a, a, a second loss. If Ohio State wins out, that would give them both a third loss, which means we'd be the second-best team in the Big Ten, which means it might be a Rose Bowl. Um, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. There's a lot to go. We still have two very difficult teams on our schedule, plus Rutgers, which you never know. Um, but, but that's a possibility, which two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we were sitting here saying, well, we'll still get into a decent bowl. We'll still get into a good bowl. And now you're looking at it like there's a path to a potential New Year Six.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would love, I've never been to a Penn State Bowl game. I would love to go to the Rose Bowl.
1: I went, what was it, the 2016 season, so January of 2017. um, Heartbreaking loss to USC, but honestly, one of the best games I've ever been to. Um, The atmosphere, the Rose Bowl, just the the energy around that stadium was was incredible. Um, And having a back-and-forth game with so much emotion, it was amazing. So... That's a possibility. Again, there's a lot ahead of us. We don't want to get ahead yes. of ourselves. They could end up taking, you know, whoever wins the Big Ten West, if it's Wisconsin or Iowa. Um, although I think the Penn State brand would do better and, and would be better for a big bowl. But the the idea of a big bowl is out there and that's exciting. Um, but let's get into recapping this game. As always, we will start with our Lion Award, which is our MVP. There is only one guy that they should go to this week, Pat, who's the Lion?
0: It's yeah, it's John Dotson. It is yeah, I mean, he, he's the all-time lion right now. He is the forever lion, ultimate lion, whatever, you mean, the lion king, if you will. The lion king, yes. He is the lion king.
1: Absolutely. Jahan Dawson with a career day, has 11 receptions, 242 yards, three touchdowns, which is almost four. He almost broke a fourth one, um, breaks the single-game receiving record, held previously by Dion Butler uh, at 216. So he breaks it with, with comfort um, and just puts on a show in front of, you know, he had a lot of family there, had a lot of family and friends there. Uh, and he kind of cements himself in Penn State lore at this point. I was looking up where he stands on some of the records. Uh, so not only did he break the single game record, um, he jumps up to a tie for third place uh, for touchdowns with 22, tied with Dion Butler. Uh, only needs four more to get into second place all time. I think that's pretty doable. Uh, he would need 10 more to break Bobby Ankrum's record. Uh, I don't think he's getting 10 more in the last three games. Uh, but he can he can very well end up number two all-time on Penn State touchdown receiving. Pretty awesome. Uh, receptions, he is currently fifth all-time at 163. Needs only 17 more to get into second place. So he could be second place for that. He would need 52 to break Deshaun Hamilton's record. I don't think that one's going to happen. But again... Crazy. Again, could come into second place. Uh, And then he is currently fourth on the receiving yards list. He has 2,500 yards. uh, He needs 341 to get into second place. Would need 525 to break Bobby Ingram's record. So all of these are fairly feasible to get into second place with some magic. Maybe he becomes the all-time leader on some of them. But just goes to show how consistent this guy has been, how good he's been over the years. And to have a career day like that was was just awesome to watch, man.
0: Oh, I mean, there are not words for how much I enjoyed John Totson this week, dude. I mean, with all in, this was at times a frustrating game to watch, and he really just made such a big difference. Uh, you know, I thought Sean Clifford played pretty well, not great, but I thought you know, you know, elsewhere in the offense, we were somewhat lacking. And man, did Jahan just like, you know, for lack of a better term, he put the team on his back. He really did. I mean, he was quite literally the difference. I mean, he
1: puts up three touchdowns. That's, you know, 21 points, if you will. Um, it, it was incredibly impressive. Um, I got some flack on Twitter. I said Jahan Dotson will be a top 40 pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. And many people yelled at me that he will be a first rounder, no doubt. He will be in the top 32. Uh, where do you think he stands as, as far as an, as an NFL Draft prospect right now?
0: I think he's going first round, um, but I don't think like you saying top forty is like blasphemy. <laughs> it's um, eight extra picks into the second yeah. round. <laughs> I mean, like we all thought, you know, someone was going in the first. You know, like I'll, I'll give you the listen. I, I can see you
1: thinking some examples there. I'll give it to you, and this Utah. is why I said this is why I said top forty. Because every pass catcher, and I'll even just stick with pass catchers—not even Yetur Gosmatos, not even some of the defensive guys who slip—just pass catchers, guys that I thought could be first rounders that ended up going second round: Allen Robinson, Mike Gesicki, Pat Fryer, KJ Ham, Chris Godwin. I probably thought was a late first, early second, ended up going third. Um, was he third or fourth? I'm pretty sure he was a third rounder. Um, but but my point being
0: is, do I think? I mean, Jonathan when's the last time be? we had a? a wide receiver or tight end get picked in the first round jeez i don't know i really don't um which says a lot
1: i i, I can't name one it's probably before my time as a fan um maybe bobby engram back in the day i, I don't know probably. when he was picked uh, might be um we'll, we'll we'll have the stats and info department yeah. check that one out but my point being is do i think he should be a first rounder of course but there's a lot of talented wide receivers in this group. Um, And I think the other thing is we've gotten kind of spoiled the last two years with like six wide receivers going in the first round because the NFL is going that way, because they've been very, very talented classes. People were jumping on guys. If you go back to, you know, let's say 2019, 2018, 2017, there are years where there's only two or three wide receivers going in the first round. Um, So, so I think does John deserve it? Absolutely. But if he doesn't, my point being is he will go very early in the second round. Uh, I would love for him to land on my New York Jets. That would be incredible.
0: Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think it is sort of trending towards more receivers getting picked in the first round nowadays uh, because the way the NFL is gone, it is a passing league. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, I, they're certainly considered more valuable than running backs now. Definitely. Definitely. And I think, and I think, like I
1: said, I think he is absolutely... Without a doubt, top five in this class. I'd probably put him top three. Um, but Chris Olave was a first rounder last year. If he comes out, he's going to be one of the top guys talked about. Garrett Wilson is going to get a lot of love. He's a fantastic receiver. Uh, Drake London from USC was a top guy. He just got hurt. We'll have to see how that impacts him. Uh, Traylon Burks from Arkansas, I want to say, is a highly touted prospect. So there's three or four guys that I could conceivably see going ahead of him, and if that pushes him slightly into the second round. That was the point I was trying to make, not that he deserves it. Um, all of that being said, John Dodson, you are the Lion King. We are thankful you are on this team. We are thankful you came back for this season because, boy, it would be ugly without you.
0: All right, by the way, I have, a, I have an answer for you. On the last time, as far as I can tell, the last time we had a pass catcher get drafted in the first round. All right, and hit me. Do you want to take a guess?
1: Is it before the year 2004? Yes. Okay, then I'm going to have no guess. And I don't know why I threw 2004 out there. I'm not going to have a guess before like 2008, but I figured maybe I'd have
0: some history. I have no idea. 2003? <laughs> <laughs> Bryant Johnson. Okay, see, and, and this well, is I've, where my. I've admittedly never heard of.
1: Say, I was just going to say, this is where my true colors show. I am a Penn State fan from 2008 onwards. I obviously know a, enough about the history just from kind of reading <laughs> up on things, but I, I didn't know brian Johnson. I'm sorry, man. All right, let's jump into some awards. Uh, I have two as usual. Pat, you can go first.
0: Um, I'm going to go with the Ligma Award. Ligma? <laughs> Ligma. <laughs>
1: For those of you that are uh, maybe a little bit older, not in the Twitter generation, this is, <laughs> a, uh, this is a funny joke, Ligma. And the guy goes, Ligma? Who's Ligma? And then you say, Ligma balls. That's, that's the
0: joke. Uh, I don't know where you're going with this one, Pat. Jair Brown, baby. Jair Brown gets the Ligma award because, first of all, that is what he said to this Maryland offense <laughs> <to> the, <laughs> this week with nine tackles, two turnovers, and a touchdown. And, by the way, what I think, Ligma, all you think is balls. And that is yep. all Jair Brown thinks about is balls. Getting getting to balls. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'll give it to
1: you. Jair Brown, Ligma. Um, we are we are another week in with a, uh, a multi-award, because obviously I have a J.R. Brown <laughs> as well. Uh, mine is the Jesse Pinkman Award. Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad has a famous line that says, Magnets, bitch! And he is a magnet to the ball. The ball just finds him. This is his fourth <clears throat> interception of the year, which is actually tied for second in the country. Um, there are two guys that have five. And then Jair and a bunch of other guys have four. So he's right up there with the best in the nation. Um, beautiful pick six, Ligma, love it. Um, the fumble recovery, like, that's just him being in the right place and the ball just finding him. Um, he nearly had a tipped interception in the third quarter. He was, like, full extension just out of his reach, so almost had another one. Um, I think there there has to be a conversation of, like, is he a high draft pick at this point? We're talking a ton about Jaquan Brisker, and I think Brisker is. He's a first-rounder. Um, but Jair Brown's playing lights out. Like, they're he, Franklin said he thinks, you know, they are the best safety tandem in the nation. It's, it's Brisker and Brown. These are the Bash brothers, man.
0: Absolutely. The double Bs. The, the Bash brothers. The Lackawanna Railroad. Dude,
1: honestly, the pipeline from Lackawanna, like I said, we've had some guys that have been, like, kind of role players. These two are just absolute studs. And we have, we have another safety coming in. Uh, I believe it's Tyrese Mills, uh, I think, is Lackawanna coming in next year. If I'm wrong on that, someone sue me, but I think that's right. Um, you know, they, it's about building the team in any way you can. It's recruiting. It's transfer portal. It's Juco. And, you know, finding some diamonds in the rough. These guys have been fantastic. All right, second award. What do you got?
0: Second award, I am going with the uh, Channing Tatum award. Channing Tatum,
1: yes. uh, he was in Twenty One Jump Street. He was in Magic Mike. Um,
0: I don't know. What do you got? But almost as famously, he was in a movie called Step Up, where he was a yes. kind of weird street dancer. Yeah, and Derek Tangelo stepped up this week, man. He's a guy who I, you know, big big boy. I thought we were going to see a lot out of him. Uh, coming in the transfer portal the season. And then like the big name in the middle that all year has been PJ Mustafer. And we talked about what a loss that was in the Illinois game with PJ Mustapher out. Well, Derek Tangelo stepped up this game. He was a force to be reckoned with in the middle. He held Maryland's rushing game largely in check, was plugging up holes four tackles and and a sack and a tackle for loss. I mean, that, that's a pretty great stat line for an interior defensive lineman. That's
1: damn good. And I love that award. Step up. I love it. And, and yeah, like, it's funny. When, when we looked at the transfer portal, everyone said, Arnold Ibikati, he's going to be a stud. And they were right. Other part was, Derek Tangelo, you know, he can be a good piece. He can be a good rotational player. Well, he's had to do a lot more than that, and, and he's done it. Um, I've been very happy with his performance, and I'm glad we got him because kind of same thing. Where would we be without him? Shout out, Derek Angelo. Um, all right, my last award. This is, a, this is a hybrid. It's an award, but it's also like my plea to the coaching staff. Uh, this is the Dudley Boys Award, if you ever watched the WWF back in the day. I, I did.
0: The Dudley Boys. Okay. I feel like this has got to have something to do with the running back room. You're it looking does. For like a, you're looking for a tandem of people to be in a running back room. Not and quite it-
1: a tandem, but – but it's it's related to a catchphrase that they had back in the day. What was that catchphrase? So Bubba Ray Dudley, he would say, "Devon, get the table." So I this like is my it. plea. This is my plea to the coaching staff. Kevon, get the carries. <laughs> Kivon Lee has shown me once again that he is our B one. Noah Kane, I love you. John, love it. I love you. But. Keevon Lee has shown me that he deserves the bulk of the carries. Eight carries, 50 yards, that's a 6.3 per carry, and a long of 15, which was the long of the game. He also had two receptions for 17 yards. I just don't understand what more he needs to do to get the bulk of the carries, to get the starter role. Again, he averaged 6.3 per carry. Kane averaged 3.5. Lovett averaged 3.4. He is your most efficient running back on the ground. Um, On a uh, touchdown drive in the third quarter, he had probably the best stretch of the game. He had a run for six, a run for six, the run for 15, a reception for 13. That keeps the drive going. That keeps the ball moving. That keeps us on the field. And you know what it leads to? A Jahan Dotson touchdown. Um, The next drive, John Lovett is in. Why? Again, no disrespect to John Lovett. I I like him as a player. But you just had a guy who run for six, run for six, run for 15, reception for 13. Franklin has said, we're going to play the hot hand. We're going to give it to someone who comes out and takes it and shows they're the guy. Like what more does he have to do? It's not till three or four drives later that he gets his next carry for which he goes for 11. And that's his last carry of the day with over nine minutes left in the game. I just don't understand it. So this is an award to Kivon for being amazing and
0: a plea to the coaching staff, to Franklin and Yersich, Kivon, get the carries. Yeah, I mean that is dude, that is a great point because he did the one thing that like Penn State fans have been looking for from this rushing attack all year. He got consistent yards several mm-hmm. times. He got a chunk play. He cut more than one first down. Like this was the only this is all we've been asking for. And he yeah, did and-, it, and then they just took the ball away from him. Yeah, and he ends
1: with eight carries. Lovett ends with seven, so he gets one more than it. and Kane ends with 10. So, like, they're all right around the same, but that's what, 18, 25 carries? Like, I would like to see Kane having 18 of those 25 carries. Not Kane. See, I'm fucking drunk already on these names. I would like to see Keevan Lee have yeah. like 18 of those 25 carries, get in a rhythm, see what he can do. And I know that they've said like, you know, he, they don't want him dancing around as much. And and he has had the, some of those moments where he's dancing in the backfield, trying to make something out of nothing. And, you know, sometimes you have to, if the offensive line isn't helping you out, but like, I think he's shown enough. I think he's done it. Um, and, I, and I just don't know where we go from here because like, this is a conversation we'll probably have at the end of the season, but like at least one running back is going to transfer at this point. Like, we, we have too many running backs, and no one is getting, like, enough. Like, no one's going to the NFL after the season. Like, that's not going to happen. So, theoretically, everyone comes back. Keevon Lee, Noah King, John Love, Devin Ford, Kaziah Holmes. And then you bring in five-star Nicholas Singleton, number one running back in the country, and also high four-star k Out, a very talented. Like, there's too many guys in that room to not have someone, like, succeeding so well that they are on path to go to the NFL and the next guy up. Like, it has to be that kind of mentality that we had. It was like, Saquon, to Miles to Journey. Like, we need to get back to that. And I think Kivon is the key to that. Love that. What I did there. See what I, I did that. there. I didn't plan on it, but it happened.
0: Yeah. And uh, like, so that is my I, word. There's this whole, like, yeah, they, they don't like him dancing in the backfield or trying to make something out of nothing. Well, he's the only one who's made anything, something out of anything so far this yeah. season. So, like, you know, maybe just keep giving him the ball. You know, we were okay when Saquon danced behind the line and occasionally lost yards. I yeah. mean, granted, it was, you know, still much higher highs, but, like, at least Keevon's doing some something productive out there.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned the chunk play. Like, they, they define an explosive play as anything over 12 yards. He gave it to you with a 15-yarder. He had an 11-yarder um, in, rece- in the receiving game. He had a 13-yarder. So, like, he's giving you damn near chunk plays. Noah Cain's longest was nine. John Lovett was seven. And again I don't I don't dislike either of those guys. I think they're very good, but like I just think Kevon is the guy right now and needs to be RB1 going forward.
0: Yeah. It seems like
1: Noah Cain just cannot break through tackles this season. Yeah, it almost looks like he's running like a little shy. Like it's like it's almost like he's and I and he probably isn't. I don't know anything about what's going on in his head, but it looks like he's almost like running with like I'm going to get just enough and I'm going to almost go down. Like he's running like as as, he's, as if he knows he's going to be tackled and he's going to go down, rather than like powering through people. Um, I was, love it. Like, kinda... a
0: couple instances in that game, and I think all season where it's just like so, just like barely gets tapped, You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it looks like he's about to break through, and like someone gets his ankle or something, and yeah. he just he hasn't been able to like run through contact in season.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if that's, you know, he's been banged up, he's been injured, there's probably some sort of mental aspect to that where, you know, but you got to be able to get back through it. And there are times where he goes and he'll hit a hole, and it almost looks like he's like starting to dive and like going down rather than staying upright. Again, who knows? Love it is almost like the opposite, where he like shoots out of a cannon, but then falls. Like, he'll get you the three, four, five, but then he's kind of, that's it. Like, we haven't seen his breakaway yet. Um, And I think Keevan Lee just gives you the best opportunity there.
0: Yeah. And like yeah, Keelan doesn't have great breakaway speed, but like no. break, he's he's hitting holes, he's getting yards, he's getting the closest thing to consistent production we've had in this backfield.
1: Yeah. And that's the biggest thing, consistency. Franklin said in his press conference, you know, he did, he said he thinks we took a step forward, which, again, like I, I didn't see it as a huge step forward. We still didn't crack like a hundred yards as a team, I don't think, or we just barely broke it. I think um, we didn't. Uh, no, nope. but, but no, again, we didn't. Yeah, if you take into account the negatives where we were under there. Um, but he said you know we he we just still have the to running to, backs we made it yeah but still that's not a great benchmark to like be proud of I, honestly we should have a, we should have a single guy going over 100 easily um, but franklin said like we you know we need to we need to be able to if we need to lean on it and run the ball 20 times 30 times like we don't have that right now and i think kivon gives you the best chance to do it so kivon get the carries let's move on cuz i'm beating this horse to death yes all right. Um, what else in this game? Let's talk about the offense. You mentioned Cliff earlier. Um, had a good game, but it wasn't his most accurate. Twenty-seven for forty-seven. So just like over
0: fifty-seven percent.
1: Yeah, not great, but three hundred sixty-three yards and three touchdowns. All yeah, that's gone. pretty great. Pretty good in that sense, but it was it was. It's interesting where like early on in the season we saw Cliff, where like he is he is a whole new guy. Like he is he is decisive in the pocket he is running when he needs to he's not taking too long he's accurate and then it seems post-injury we're starting to see some flashes of the old stuff so um he missed Lovett on a third down conversion in the first quarter that was wide open um Jahan's first touchdown was slightly underthrown he could have led him into the end zone completely but he had to come yeah, but he didn't for have it. to fair. I'm just going through some of the, like, the inaccuracies that I saw. Um, he overthrew Parker Washington in the third quarter. I know you've got some Parker uh, talk, but but there were there were plenty of moments that he had opportunities and, and kind of missed it. Um, and there were some where it looked like he was just kind of holding on to the ball too much, standing in the pocket too long. There was one where he almost got sacked and sailed it over Theo Johnson's head out of bounds. So it's not, I'm not like, I'm not angry at it. We won the game. He had an you know, almost four hundred yards passing and three touchdowns. Um, not angry whatsoever, um, but there, there are some of those things that start to give you a little bit of cause for concern.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely not as dynamic as he looked at the beginning of the season. Um, he's a little less accurate, and I, it might have something to do with still some lingering injury. Um, but I, I also think he didn't. You know, he. There were some passes that should have been catches that weren't. Um, I thought he didn't get much help from Parker Washington today. Uh, Keandre Lambert Smith had one drop that like very much should have been a catch, but then had one great catch, so he kind of like balances out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you there's a party that worries like, man, what if like if Jahan's not in this lineup? What this what does this passing line look like? Uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I mean, 242 is, so of the matter.
1: 363. Yeah, 242 of the 363 <laughs> is Jahan. Um, yeah, Parker didn't have his best day. Um, you know, he had a couple. The first quarter looked like a slight overthrow, but it hit his hand. So you hope he can bring us down with that. Um, the, the third quarter, he definitely was overthrown. Fourth quarter hits his hands, has to be caught. Absolutely yeah. has to be caught. That, uh, honestly, the, only the one thing- in the third
0: quarter even looked a little bit like, might have been able to catch that.
1: I mean he was diving it was it was out of it looked out of his reach to me i don't know um the the, the first one i'll give you he, he like jumped up and tipped yeah. his hand you're thinking all right he got to bring that in third quarter it looked like it was out of his reach because he like he extended i'm pretty sure he ended up on the ground and didn't get it but to your point the fourth quarter one hits him in the hands he's got to catch it the only positive the or the the one positive i'll give to Parker washington that is that first down uh, he got was huge two, two catches that he had were both tough fought third down conversions where he has like a defender on him fights for the extra yards and gets them so you know not every day is going to be an a plus day from every single guy yeah. Jahan had his amazing day Parker is you know you're allowed to have a little bit of a lesser day yeah. um what else on this offense fourth and one fourth and one we decide to go for it direct snap to tyler warren does not convert what are your feelings on this wildcat short yardage? Like, do you really think that's our best option? Is it, is it, is our running game that bad that on a fourth and one, we can't either QB
0: sneak it or power through with Kivon or Noah Kane? I mean, I'm a big fan of the QB sneak. I think we can probably do that. Um, <clears throat> I would say before, I, mean, I think in Saturday's game, our running attack was good enough that we could have run the ball with a running back. But mm-hmm. in games before, I do understand why this was the option. Uh, it's one of those places, like, I don't think it's a terrible idea. Um, I'm not, like, raging that this was our play call. But it's one of those things that, like, it limits you when you go out in that formation. Like, you, you go out in that Wildcat formation with Tyler Warren getting the ball. Team behind you knows you're doing one thing. You have one option. You, you know, you're not going to make a check audible at the line. You're not going to see something and change the play. They're not really worried about him passing the ball. It's, it's limited. Yeah. And now remember he was a quarterback in high school, so he could throw. Yes, um, yeah, I guess we, right. we,
1: we did, we did try that trick play where he threw to, to cliff in one of the million overtimes in Illinois. Um, I, I don't like it on a fourth and one, because I think you're exactly right. They know exactly what you're doing on fourth and one because you're not going to get cute with it. I don't think you're going to hand it off to someone else. I don't think you're going to have Jahan come in and do his little run. You're not going to throw it. Like I like it as like a second down opportunity in the red zone, where, yeah, maybe you're going to do one of three things or one of four things, and you give them different looks, and Jahan comes in the backfield, or a running back comes in the backfield. Um, I just didn't like it on fourth and one, because everyone knew he was going to run up the gut, and we couldn't convert. It's
0: unfortunate. Yeah, it's just, you know, I don't hate it, but I just – if it works, we're all sitting here like, you know, pretty smart. Yeah.
1: It yeah. True. <laughs> true. It did. It did. And I, I think that we've, I've just seen enough this year where it's like, we haven't really, like, I don't, I, I don't know the stats off the top of my head. I think we've been successful enough on it, but there've also been enough times where it, like it hasn't worked and we're like, all right, got to try something else. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else with the offense? Uh, Theo Johnson uh, had a pretty decent game. I might don't be surprised if, with don't be surprised if he breaks out. He only had 23 yards. 17 of them came on one, a long third down conversion, but he had three catches. Um, Bretton Strange didn't record a catch in this game. So um, I, I'm a fan of Theo. I think he should be our, our tight end one, um, or if they're going to go one A and one B, he's the one A. Um I liked seeing him in, on that third and 15. It was a really nice catch, um, you know, fought for that extra yard, gets the long conversion. I just think he's more reliable, and I, I kind of want to see him take that over, finishing this year and going into next year.
0: Yeah, I feel the exact same way. Uh, I've been at times underwhelmed with Brent Strange's performance. Not that, he's, I did, not that I don't think he's a good player. Um, certainly has potential. He's made big plays this season. He's got a few touchdowns. He has yep. a better stat line than Theo. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I have been like I feel just one of those guys I've had my eye on for like a year or two now. So he's like a name that sticks out to me. I I think he's very talented. Um, yeah, it, you know, it wasn't a huge game, but it is good to see the tight ends just getting a little more involved in the game, and especially him.
1: Yeah, yeah, completely agree. And then last thing I have in the offense is Malik Mega. Uh, I guess his first catch is a name that we talked about uh, in our preseason preview. I said, you know, look out for either Malik Mega or Jaden Dotton. I figured one of those freshmen was going to crack the rotation and um, you know, the, the team uh, or the, The coaching staff has said that Malik is uh, one of the fastest guys on the team and someone they want to get more reps uh, down the end of the season. So, you know, as we prepare to lose Jahan, you got to start thinking about who's going to step up and be with Parker Washington or with Keandre Lambert Smith. Um, And it looks like Malik
0: Mega could be a front runner for that.
1: Also, great name.
0: Yes. Awesome name. I I would say first first team all name. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's up there. Um, That's all I got on the offense. Definitely looking for him to possibly be that, uh, you know, that third guy up next, you know, next year.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and the the wide receiver room is deep. We've mentioned it before. There's a lot of guys. Um, that we've had over the last couple classes where we've taken a lot of receivers. I think in this Parker Washington, uh, Keandre Lambert-Smith class, there were five wide receivers. There were four the year after, something like that. Um, You know, we have another strong group coming in in the 2022 class. So there's opportunity there. It's just going to depend on what guys step up and take it. So shout out Malik for for breaking that. Um, That's all I got on the offense. Anything else offense related?
0: Um, No, I mean, I think we covered it all pretty thoroughly. Nice. Let's move to the
1: defense. Um, we talked about it already, Jair Brown. Um, incredible moment, that pick six. The anticipation was incredible. You could see it on film, like his eyes light up and he's like still five yards away from the guy and just jumps the route and takes it to the house. It was beautiful. Um, but if we want to look at the, you know, the performance as a whole, Maryland had some success through the air. Um, We shut them down on the ground m- for the most part. The first half, I think they had like two or three rushing yards going into the half, something ridiculous. Um, but in the air, Talia tungavaloa finishes with 371 yards, one touchdown, one interception. So, um, you know, it was 14-14 at one point in the fourth quarter. It was it was a little and they, concerning. And
0: they, and they were moving the ball.
1: They were, they were. They were having some success in the air. That was a little concerning for me. What you, would you take away from that?
0: Um, I mean, so first of all, I'm, I was actually quite impressed by Talia. I think he is a real deal quarterback, man. Um, he was accurate. He made plays. Uh, he got very little help from his wide receivers. Mm-hmm. They dropped several first downs. Yeah. I mean, like I, I think he's a good player. Um, you know, he's someone. You know, he, Maryland's gonna be a dangerous team next. Two years, I think they have him. And uh, uh, Kim Jarrett, I think, is a stud, too, man. You know, he didn't yeah, put up a crazy five line in this one. But he's just a good player. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he really is. Um, I mean, he has six catches for 70 yards when, and that's like not a, a light out performance. That's still pretty damn good. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: red zone defense was fantastic as usual. Um, I think they scored uh, two out of their five trips or six trips to the red zone. We, we held them at some point. Um, and then Brandon Smith had a great game as usual. I, I couldn't think of like an award to give him, uh, but he was just really good. Nine tackles, two and a half for loss, two passes defended. Um, and he had a really big hit on Talia. Um, that, that It ended up being an incompletion, but it was almost a fumble. Um, and that was just a couple of plays before the interception. So clearly rattling him, getting some of that pressure. I've just been so happy with Brandon Smith.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's been great. I think he's one of those guys who we've been like uh, waiting for him to to be this. Yeah, You know, he not that he was never not good, but. You know, especially coming in after, you know, Micah Parsons and some of the guys we've had back there. We were like, when is, you know, and he was a five-star recruit, right? He was. Yeah, so we were kind of like, all right, when is Brandon Smith going to be like the guy? He's very much been the guy this year. He's been great.
1: Very much. And also back to the the Hustle Award I gave a couple weeks ago on Jair Brown's interception. Brandon Smith running down the entire field with him as like a lead blocker. Didn't really need the lead blocker, but he was there for him. Um, So that was pretty cool. Um, and then Jalen Reed was also running down the field on that, uh, that interception. Jalen Reed is a true freshman. Um, he's played in four games at this point. Franklin confirmed in the press conference yeah. today that they plan on burning his red shirt. Um, he's been a nice piece to have in there. You look, you know, we talked about Kalen King a lot early in the season. Um, Jalen Reed seems to be the second half of the season guys as, as a true freshman safety.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, this was a, a defensive game. I would say that was at times frustrating because Maryland was moving the ball, man. Um, but, you know, this is a, it's a defense that creates turnovers, and they did that. Got some breaks from Maryland not catching the ball, fumbled snap. You know, that's more of an unforced turnover than anything. But at the end of the day, they hold Maryland to 14 points. It's damn good.
1: That's pretty good. Cannot complain. Um, you know, we hope we wish that the offense was a little bit more humming in that first half. This could have been the 45-13 that I predicted. I think we had yes. the opportunity to score those points, uh, but the defense did their job, uh, gave us the opportunities to win the game. And and anytime you get a defensive score, that's always just fun to watch. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else in this game? I think. Uh, I think, well, that's I think most there's of one it. thing we got to talk about. Oh, the push. Yes, the push. The push. I can't believe I didn't have that in my notes. Uh, yes. Uh, Talia Tungavailoa, uh, is running out of bounds and Fred Hansard, uh, just decks the dude. I will first and foremost hand up in the moment. I thought it was hilarious. Obviously you look back. It's not that funny. If someone did that to Cliff, I would be calling for their head. Uh, but in the moment I was like, I was like, that's amazing. Someone get me that gift. That was what I tweeted out. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on it?
0: Yeah, I mean, the same exact way. Like, if someone did that to Sean Clifford, I would be really upset. I did think it was funny when I watched it. Um, <laughs> Thankfully, also, no
1: injury happened, obviously. Yeah,
0: I also think there's been a massive overreaction to it. Like, people are acting like he murdered him. Yeah, He, like, pushed him somewhat stiff.
1: I mean, he basically put his hands out and the momentum yes. from him ex- him extending
0: until they are running the other way. Takes off, And, you know, he's, he's released an apology about it. You know, he said it was, like, sort of a, you know, just like a rea- reactionary impulse, which I buy. Um, first of all, because I, I have no reason to believe he's a liar or, like, a dirty player at any point in his career. And, like, as soon as it happened, that's kind of what, what I thought. It was, like, well, he's just kind of got this guy running into him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, th- there's been, like, wild speculation on both sides on the internet where, like, people are saying he has to be suspended no, he doesn't. First of all, it should have been a penalty. Absolutely. Yep. 100% should have been a penalty. But that's not like a suspension. He just did this. And, you know, there, there's also a lot of Penn State fans on the other side saying, like, Talia was running into our sideline looking for a penalty. I don't think you can really, like, assign that motive to him. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, admittedly, there was no reason for him to be anywhere near Fred Hansard. He let go of the ball a good 10 yards away from the sideline and ran a good 10 yards deep into, this, into our bench for yeah. no reason. No one was running after him. He didn't have to do it. But, you know, when you're in the heat of the moment doing an athletic activity, he's probably paying more attention to what's happening with the pass he just threw. You do kind of weird stuff. I'm not going to sit here and, like, say that I can determine that he was fishing for the penalty on the sideline. Yeah, but, I agree. You know,
1: I, I agree with all of that. I, I doubt
0: Fred Hansard being that deep into our bench was ready for a guy to basically run into him. Yeah.
1: No, I think you're spot on. Um, and Franklin addressed in the press conference said, you know, he appreciated uh, Fred putting the statement out. I believe he did say he's suspended for first half of the game. Uh, really? Game.
0: I did not see that.
1: I, I mean, I will double check that and... You know, if you're listening to this episode, I will confirm it in our next episode, the Michigan preview, but I'm pretty sure he said, cause he said, you know, he, he said he didn't see it live. He only saw it when someone showed him the clip afterwards. Um, I believe he said he's going to be suspended for the first half of the game, but he said also, you know, Fred is one of the you know, most stand-up guys that we have on the team. You know, you'd look at his character over the last three or four years and you know that this isn't who he is, yada, yada, yada. So I think it was more of just a, you know, kind of, Hey, we're going to take care of it in house, you know, just to make sure that there's no questions or
0: concerns, which
1: that is what it is. I'm not super worried about
0: that. Yeah, I mean, it's – I don't think it was a huge deal. Agreed.
1: All right, well, that wraps up this episode. Your Penn State Nittany Lions are 6-3. and three. The college football playoff rankings actually should be coming out um, if they haven't, um, like, right now. Do you want let's, to – let's see if we can uh, – so, Yeah, wait live. Let's see. We're going to keep it right, real so quick. Uh,
0: 9 think- p.m. Eastern. Get out of here. It's not, not going to be ranked, released for another hour. Where do you think we'll be? What do you think we should be? I think we should be in
1: the top 25. Um, oh, I mean, yeah. Well, we weren't last week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but and I mean, I mean, I now we won. Sure, but I I don't think a win over Maryland... I don't think a win over Maryland warrants it, but I think, like, I'm sure enough teams have lost. I'm sure... Again, if you're going to rank Wisconsin and Auburn a lot of, in, a lot top teams in the top 25. A lot, of teams, a lot top. of
0: teams in the top 25. So I think,
1: I think that gives us a chance to go in. If you're going to rank Auburn and Wisconsin both in the top 25, I think those wins outweigh the loss to Illinois personally. Um, and then realistically, I don't care what we're ranked this week because if we beat Michigan and Michigan State, who are both ranked – I mean, Michigan State was, what, three? They're going to drop, but they're still going to be a top – 10 team probably top 12 team so if we continue to win out and we beat four of your top 25 teams who gives a shit about an illinois loss you know we we, we will be in the top 10 yeah top 10 Uh, top 12 maybe top top 15 15. um we control our own destiny so i don't care where we rank this week but i think it would be nice to see us in the top 25 to know that like all right there's a little bit of respect there
0: i mean here's the thing it makes no sense that were ranked below Auburn and Wisconsin. Eh,
1: we did lose no, no. three games.
0: So so have they. So did Wisconsin. Sure.
1: They both. We have is.
0: this. It's this is six and three. Is
1: we it really? have the same exact
0: record? <laughs> oh, and we geez, Have okay. both of them in a head to head.
1: Yeah, that doesn't make sense.
0: It's I mean, like. I'm sorry. I like throw the eye test out the window. The eye test is there for when you can't compare two teams' resumes anymore. Agreed. Not for when one team has the same – two teams have the same record and one of them owns a head-to-head. That's when you go, okay, that's the ranking. And I hate it. It made no sense when they ranked after Iowa lost and we were ranked above Iowa. That made no sense. That was dumb. It makes no sense now. Yeah. If if two teams have the same record and one team has beaten the other team, how could they possibly be ranked below
1: Yeah, I mean, I, that, was the, that was the conundrum I, of Ohio house This, this idea
0: that, that, like, a bad loss should outweigh the fact that one team actually beat the other team in the contest that they had between each other is yes. insanity. We insanity. are ranking the best
1: football teams, and these yeah. teams played football against each other, yes. and the result was decided. Uh, yeah, you just talked me into it. We should be, we should be like, 18 this week. Yeah. Fuck it. I don't think we will be. I think maybe no, no, we'll, we be won't. Like we'll be like 23.
0: Yeah, exactly. Maybe 23 but or 24. It's craziness yeah, that I didn't realize Wisconsin Auburn and Auburn will be ranked well. above us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the way the cookie crumbles. And like I said, I think if we, if we win out, I think eventually. Like, yeah, it won't be an issue. I think, I think those big wins, they'll probably end up bumping us up.
0: Um, I think part I of think, what had made our ranking so bad was the fact that we lost three in a row. And they're like, is Penn State just going to be terrible? Yeah,
1: I think everyone just went kind of like lukewarm on us. Like, eh, they're probably not as good as we thought they were. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you're listening to this, you'll be listening to this tomorrow, so you'll know exactly where we rank. Uh, These are our picks. I think we'll be 23.
0: Yeah, I was going to – 23 is about where I I'll I'll say 22 just to be – (laughs) 22. All right.
1: That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for listening, as always. Got a big one coming up this week. Next episode will be out probably Thursday or Friday. Michigan Preview. Let's go 1-0 this week. We are.